Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 96 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and ThyroidHealing.yoga. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. Today we are talking with special guest Terry Co- Cochrane. Co- Co- How do you say it, Tiff? Cochrane? We're going to have to ask her. Oh my goodness, I thought yeah. I knew it. And then when I went to say it, I was like, wait, maybe I don't. Uh, from oh my. <laughs> best-selling author of Wildatarian, <laughs> Eating as Nature Intended, which looks really, really neat. I can't wait to see, um, hear all about it. And uh, I think she's with us, isn't she? Yes, she is. So let's just jump right in and get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning. Let's do it. Good morning, ladies. How do you How say you your name? Morning? Uh, I say my name, Terry Cochran. Cochran. Cochran, there we see. Cochran, yeah. okay. <laughs> wanted to make sure. Oh, my God. I thought, I think I've said it before in my head a few times, and then when I went to read it just now, I guess it just blanked. You know, one of those brain fog moments. Sorry Absolutely. about that, Terry. I wasn't sure how to pronounce your name either, so we're good, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, we're so excited. Well, we are. I have been perusing your site, uh, Terry, and I... I'm so encouraged to read multiple articles on there. I'm just going to, just, it's a beautiful site. Very soothing. I was like, oh, when I first pulled it up, it was just absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay, well, let's let's get into this and um, help everybody who's listening um, get to some, some good stuff. But first, we want to talk about uh, you a little bit and get your history and your story and how you came to be where you are right now, helping others. Of course. Well... I had a 20-year corporate career. I worked for Freddie Mac, which is considered a, you know top 50 companies in the United States. I had um, I actually broke glass ceilings there because I ran five functional area department as a job share arrangement because they really wanted me to run the department. I had two small children. I said no, so um, I got to do it under my terms. So I was really enjoying my work, um, loved the work I did. Uh, But when my son was born, he was born premature, and by the age of three, we were told that he would start having brain seizures. We lived in the hospital with respiratory distress. He had the bone density of an 18-month-old at three. He was barely walking. He was barely talking. And we were told that we would need to live a life of imbalance with this child. And so... Because I'm a Cuban immigrant uh, and my family has always taught me to be a solution seeker, I didn't take that diagnosis very well. And initially I thought, well, you know, if this is what we're told, then maybe we can live with this. But then, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith, and th- there was that moment when I thought, well, what, does, why, what if it doesn't have to be this way? And so as my parents always taught me to not live in the problem but to seek out a solution, I started to do rabid research. And this was before the age of the Internet, um, before the age of Google. Um, I went to the library. (laughs) I did so much research. I interviewed families of children that had um, health issues. I interviewed doctors. And we did take them to all the doctors in the D.C. area. I live in the metro Washington, D.C. area. And really it was to no avail. And so – I just kept 
digging and digging until I figured out it was one book. It was Childhood Illnesses and the Allergy Connection, and that's when I had my epiphany as my kitchen table was littered in multiple books layers deep. And it was like, oh, my goodness, it's what we're feeding him. And as soon as I changed the way he ate, and this is before the world of gluten-free and before the world of, you know, peanuts issues so much, um, within five days of eliminating corn and wheat and peanuts and citrus and dairy, he started breathing. So I knew I was on to something. And for the next five years, actually six years, I continued to do research. And then when he turned nine, um, I decided that I would leave my career. They started calling me Dr. Terry at Freddie Mac. <laughs> and then in my offices, <laughs> instead of negotiating big deals, we negotiated uh, symptoms for children. And so I just knew that there was a greater calling. So I hung my shingle, and I did that um, over 14 years ago. And then um, I was on my way. But three years ago, my daughter became very ill, and we almost lost her two times, uh, one to a boss which botched wisdom tooth extraction, which led to sepsis to the brain, which led to... Oh, my to, goodness. Yes, it was very scary. She had 12 hours had we waited, um, and then the, uh, which then led to incredible dysbiosis in E. coli and C. diff because the antibiotic that saved her life also created complete disruption right. in her gut biome. And then five months later, because she's a pre-professional ballerina at a ballet conservatory, she was given the wrong supplementation, and she went liver toxic and almost died again. And oh my at gosh. that point, yes, so quite, my children are my greatest teachers, quite a, a big undertaking. And that, at that time, expressed all of her genes, which three years ago, the human genome was just really coming into the foreground. And I literally took her to every doctor across the country this time because she became so intensely ill, lost her hair, lost her period. Her body temperature was dangerously low. Her blood pressure and pulse was dangerously low. Her insulin levels were skyrocketing. Her C4A levels, which is a biotoxin markers, were through the roof. And it took me, again, doing greater research, and I'm lucky enough to have a scientific researcher on my staff that used to work for the National Institutes of Health that as I continued to make connections, I would ask her to go and find the scientific literature, which she did. And so that is really what drives my practice today. We are rooted in uh, biogenetics, which is the genes of us, and nutrigenomics, which is the, how, how food expresses genes in our body. And it has driven a bio-individualized practice for, for me and my clients. Wow. That's a, that's a flower field moment right there. We're, we're not <laughs> that's even a, story. a few minutes in, and that is just, my goodness. Mm. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. With four kids, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't even imagine. You know, my heart's like beating. I mean, just, just thinking of it. And then, so you thought you lost her, and then you, everything's good. And then, and then five months later, I just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just don't it was know. a one-two punch for sure. I mean, and it really, it really messed up her thyroid, her pituitary, her thyroid, her entire endocrine system was shutting down. Oh, sure. Can you elaborate at all, Terry? Um, and obviously, if you can, I'm I'm okay with that. But uh, at all on what that? Um, can you elaborate at all on the liver toxicity that happens so quickly? Sure. And, and you referred to supplementation, just in case it might apply to people. I mean, the world of supplements is just you know I don't know, in my opinion, somewhat out of control at the moment. But uh, yes. if you can elaborate at all on anything with that, that oh, would be absolutely. that would be wonderful. And, you know, my daughter- I will, and my daughter has been very gracious to allow me to share her story story publicly. She's now a freshman at Duke University, 
dancing um, at a pre-professional level and uh, having a, a major in public policy and economics. So she's, oh, she's very gracious to allow me to fully fully share her, her personal journey. So what happened was because she was going to be dancing 12 hours a day at the ballet conservatory and her gut biome was disturbed and hormones were starting to express themselves in a way that was a little bit out of balance, which was the first time in her life like that, I gave her a supplementation that was supposed to be a glandular to help support adrenal function and pituitary function. Well, the nurse at the conservatory, which shall be unnamed, and I'm not litigious, so I didn't go there with that, um, quintupled her. I, I asked for one quarter tablet, and they gave her one and a quarter tablet every day. And so within three weeks, a glandular that is supposed to be healthy and safe created liver toxicity for her because glandulars are fatty, and it tripped all of her fat metabolism genes, which are, in essence, hormones. So we have to be very careful with glandular supplementation, especially if you're a thyroid girl or guy, because thyroid lives on hormones, but too many hormones supplied to the body or even pre-hormones, which are those glandulars, or even vitamin D, which is a pre-hormone, once it trips the body, then we go into fat metabolism impairment, which is what happened to her, which basically tripped her pituitary, tripped her thyroid, tripped her insulin, tripped her estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, follicle-stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, DHEA, cortisol, it tripped her. And what I have now coined is called the ballerina syndrome because she is a ballerina. Um, and, and, of course, that was exacerbated by the fact that she was pushing her body so intently uh, dancing, you know, those very, very long hours. And when we do that, we naturally push epinephrine, and cortisol to, to provide sugar to our muscles so we can dance or move. And so it just created this storm of endocrine disruption and thyroid disruption for her. Whew. I hear it. How, how old was she at the time, Terry? I apologize um, she if was, you said uh, it before. No, no, I didn't. Um, she was 15. So right at that hormone, just yes, yeah, perfect storm, delicate. perfect time. Yes. yes, that very delicate age because she hadn't started mensing until she was 14 because she was so fit and lean as a dancer. Uh, but, you know, when she did start, her periods were regular. Everything was lovely until this. Now, the good news is she's back to being her wonderful, healthy self. Her periods are very regular. Her thyroid has stabilized. Her pituitary and her hormones have stabilized. Her insulin levels have stabilized. Her gut biome is happy and commensal with a lot of diverse bacteria in there. So we've turned her around. But she was really my biggest teacher into the bioindividuality and the genetic expression of an individual and how it was to be expressed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I hear, wow. you know, uh, there's so many people uh, <clears throat> that I think actually – make their illness worse or feel worse, create more problems sometimes by supplements that are introduced. And I'm I'm so glad that you said vitamin D included in that because um, you know, these are all precursor hormones and yes. uh I think there's I think there's a lot more of that going on than people really realize, you know? They do. And you know, it, one of the things, even fish oil, any kind of fatty acid when you are hormone imbalanced, and one of the ways we can tell is, one, we have cystic acne. Two, 
our, our cycles are off. Three, there's a thyroid piece. And not everyone will express in the same way. But if you have very significant edema, meaning that you're fluffy, you know, that you can press down and you can see white, um, that means that fat is going into our lymphatic system, which means that fat is not being properly metabolized, which means that hormones are not being properly used, which means that your thyroid is going to be impacted or your pancreas or your ovaries. And so we have to listen to our bodies. And one of the ways that we look at our clients is that we ask their bodies to talk to us. And so, and we are body interpreters, not only from their genetics, but also by visual observation. And so we can tell if somebody is taxing their liver from a fat perspective, if they have yellow around their mouth, or if I look at the palm of their hand and it tends to be yellowish, that tells me that tells me they have tripped into fat malabsorption. And so that yummy bone broth you're eating, or even the fish oil you're taking, or even that MCT oil that you're putting in your coffee is too much for your body to handle, further exacerbating hormone imbalance. Okay, Tiff, I'm going to throw you under the bus. You do that every day, but it, it doesn't, you're not in that, that imbalance uh, mode, so you're okay. But it's okay to do that because coconut oil is fabulous or MCT oil. Yes, and it I think it depends on the person. Again, you know, yes. It depends on it the depends person on the very person. much so. Absolutely, that's a, that's a completely individual. You know, I don't think that you can just blanket coconut no. oil. There's some people no. who can, you know, become very not at from all. that. Absolutely. And for example, coconut oil is tremendously beneficial to the thyroid, as you know, and it's an antimicrobial and it's an anti-pathogen. However, if you have a lot of candida in your gut and that candida is turned into a byproduct or metabolite called arabinose, and that arabinose is stopping dopamine metabolism, which then means that oxalate metabolism is no longer operating well in your body, then coconut oil, which is a very high oxalate, can literally be making you moody or manic or depressed or anxious. And so, again, it's really listening to the body and understanding what's going on that can tell us whether that coconut oil is great or not. Now, my, in my personal situation, I love fat. I love fat. Lamb me up, butter me up, it's great. The coconut oil is not good for me because I have other genes that don't allow me to metabolize oxalates even though I don't have any kind of candida in my system. Wow, that is so interesting because we've never heard anybody um, kind of explain it that way. Even though we promote bio-individuality on the show, that's very interesting to know about coconut oil. Thanks for sharing that, Terry, because, Can you know, you, we just felt like it was a blanket, you know, felt like it was a blanket statement, even though we never really tried to use it that way. You know, coconut yeah. oil is good for you, but it may not be for everybody. So good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Can Can you mention the genes just because so many people now are testing genetics that uh, that possibly don't, don't <clears> mesh <throat> with coconut oil? Just, you know, more information well, is always... Of course. Of course. So, so what we're finding, and I'm working with Emily, uh, excuse me, Stephanie Seneff, who's a PhD at MIT. Um, we just started our collaborating together, and what she knows is that the sulfur processing mechanisms can also trip oxalate me- metabolism um, mechanism, and in particular, the CBS gene. CBS is in a central broadcasting station is very important because CBS has a sulfur processing impairment if you have that gene expressed, and it can trip oxalate metabolism 
especially if there's candida involved. Also, if you have the COMT gene, which is, <clears throat> is twofold. One, it, it is a, a processing gene for fat, but it is also a processing gene for neurotransmitters. And we consider neurotransmitters the happy, feel-good neurotransmitters of dopamine and serotonin and epinephrine and norepinephrine as neurohormones. And so if you have that COMT gene and the CBS gene and you have candida, don't do coconut oil. Wow. And there's other foods, too, to avoid with, uh, with oxalate Yes, problems. would be almonds. So almonds, spinach, black beans, Swiss chard, okra. A lot of nuts are oxalate-heavy and a lot of beans Peanut. are oxalate-heavy. Yeah. Peanuts, yeah, yeah. yes, big oxalate, exactly. I don't know if you remember or not, um, but I, I know you helped me a little bit with Wyatt, and his oxalates are very high. There you go. Yes. Yeah. I do remember. And Candida. You know, that was a big one for that. Mm-hmm. Good to know. That is so interesting. I'm so glad we talked about this. Thank you so very much. Okay, of guys, course. if you don't I love mind, I, I, I want to jump in really quick because we have um, some exciting news. We have a, a new radio show sponsor, uh, the Natural Remedy Store, and I wanted to just talk about them a little bit today. Uh, next week we might have some cute little um, – you know, rhyme or, or jingle about uh, about them, like uh, more of a com- kind of a commercial just to kind of get their information in. But today I just wanted to talk about them really quickly. They're fabulous, and um, it's actually the Natural Remedy Store, and the best way for you to uh, to order anything is to get their catalog, which is very extensive and beautiful. I have one in my hand, but I also wanted to just tell you that one of the things that I take is their liver detox complex, which I call it the liver support because it really is just very supportive for your liver. Um, there isn't really any way to detox your body. Um, your fat does, does the work for you naturally. Our bodies are very smart. But this is a great support, and I love it. It's called the liver detox complex. I'm going to try to get them to change it to liver support. But anyway, it's the natural remedy store. They are fabulous. Celia and Wyo Carranza are friends, and we are excited to have them as our new sponsor. So just wanted to throw that in really quick before we move on. All righty. Yay. <laughs> so excited. Uh, Terry, are you... <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Yes. The liver, okay. tell us. Yeah. No, go ahead, Tiff. No, no, that's okay. I was going to ask uh, Terry about, uh, you know, liver support and, you know, things that she learned maybe uh, with her daughter about um, not, a, not necessarily detoxing because detoxing is kind of a scary word for me personally, Terry, because I've had liver failure once and kidney failure twice. Wow. So it's, I love liver support, and I think the liver is one of those organs that gets very little it just doesn't get enough attention in the thyroid community in particular. Um, and it's amazing to learn more about the liver and how it works and, of course, the conversion of thyroid hormone and everything else. But anything that you learned with your daughter as far as liver support was concerned or Absolutely. with your clients? Absolutely. I, I always say we have to love our liver, our kidneys, our gut, and our skin because those are the four main systems of detoxification or clearing, clearing mechanisms. And a lot of these liver detox, you know, quote, unquote, systems are maybe too caustic for the body initially because you have to prepare everything, not just one, or we get what is called enterohepatic recirculation, meaning what I call it the liver spin cycle. It goes 
from the liver to the gut. The gut sends it back to the liver. They're playing ping pong, and you just become reintoxicated. And so the way that we approach it is, is a very deliberate protocol of preparing our all systems and preparing all gene expressions to be able to methylate, to be able to sulfate, to be able to process that phase one liver detoxification pathway, also called the cytochrome P450, which is a constellation of polymorphisms. So, again, in terms of clearing mechanisms, not everything will be great for everyone. So if you know you have the cytochrome P450 gene and you are a slow metabolizer, and one way you might know is that you smell coffee coming out on the other end um, or you're very sensitive to perfumes or chemicals, then turmeric, which is considered so powerful and wonderful as an anti-inflammatory, down-regulates that liver detoxification pathway, and you can actually become toxic. I had a gentleman with end-stage pancreatic cancer. We were able to support the necrotizing of his tumors within one month. He went to a very famous practitioner out in New York City. They fed him full of turmeric. I told him that was probably not a good idea because he did have these genes. He came back. He was orange, and the, and the, the, the tumors had blossomed again. So, Turmeric, great, but not for everyone. Milk thistle, wonderful, but again, it's not for everyone. It down-regulates phase one liver detoxification. Why do you think your doctors tell you not to take grapefruit with your medication? Because it slows the metabolism of that medication, which can become toxic in your body. So, you know, gentle things that I feel are very, what I call benign, artichoke is wonderful as a liver detoxification Apple cider vinegar, unless you have an ulcer, is phenomenal. Why? Because what does the liver do? It breaks down fats for us. And apple cider vinegar is a, I call it a scrub-a-dub-dubber of your fat. Um, that's really, really gentle on the body. Cilantro and chlorella are very gentle to pull metals, to pull um, toxins from the body. But again, we start very slowly, maybe one to two drops a day, moving up. Um, another wonderful detoxification pathway called the master, master antioxidant is glutathione, also found in N-acetylcysteine. However, if you have the CBS gene or the SUOX gene, which are sulfur processing gene SNPs, those may not be good for you because you can shunt the detoxification process by giving yourself an antioxidant um, so there's just there's so many things, but I think you know in general movement is so important because it moves our lymph, it makes Thank us sweat. You. <laughs> That's an incredible detoxifier. <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. Yes, yeah, movement, right. massage. You know, massage is important unless you have tremendous pathogens in your lymphatic system, and then it can make you sick. Um, moving your stools. You have to move your stools because. Our stool is what our body no longer needs, and that's why we flush it down the toilet. It is not something that is beneficial to our body. So making sure we have those really clear mechanisms of movement and, you know, eating, eating the right kind of fiber is important, but not all fiber is good for everyone. Really good that I really like is water. My goodness, we're so dehydrated. And without water, we can't move our stool. So really, really simple things like movement and water and um, sweating, and also attitude, because if we're stressed, we're going to push cortisol, and cortisol is a hormone that needs to be detoxified by the liver, so it's asking that liver to do more. 
I am in a perpetual flower field, Terry, because you are just talking about things that people do not talk about. I mean, everybody thinks I'm nuts, you know, but you are just resonating with every ounce of my body. And, you know, a lot of this turmeric pushing can actually make people very ill. Right. There was a lady recently that uh, I believe she passed away. They did a turmeric IV and um, My someone po- and I can't remember who posted that article, mm-hmm. but I thought to myself, you know, everything is so individual. I mean, it, it is. Dana and I talk about that all the time, how, you know, what can be fabulous for one person be- can become very problematic for another person. And you are just, you are putting that out there in a grand way. And I am just, I'm grateful, to be honest, because, you know, you hear about these healthy things, and, and healthy is really perspective. Completely perspective, and thank you so much for that, because one of the things that we're finding is that sulfur, and this is very little talked about in the United States. I think there's three major uh, people, Ms. Um, uh, Seneff, myself, and Amy Yashko, who's very large in the autistic community, that understand sulfur. And sulfur is huge, and everybody is juicing and eating kale like it's going crazy or you know, putting garlic in their food every day because it's an antimicrobial it's supposed to lower cholesterol or eating a bunch of watercress or arugula and, and putting them in their smoothies. And if you have impaired sulfoxidation processing, it is literally a poison. I cannot tell you how many people I have worked with that, have, that are, they come in here and they are wheelchair bound because they are so arthritic. And we take away their sulfur and we open up their processing mechanisms to be able to convert sulfur to sulfate, which is the end product, which is what we really want and our body needs. And they come back and they're walking and then they're dancing. People with, I've had people that have gone to the Mayo Clinic and have stayed there for weeks with this idiopathic life-threatening skin condition and it was sulfur and strep. And so, oh my gosh. But they were, At the they Mayo were Clinic, on, no less. At the Mayo Clinic. And honestly, on my Facebook page, there's one person who was very brave and showed what she looked like before and then after working with me. One per, that was one person that had gone to the Mayo Clinic. Another person that had gone to the Mayo Clinic, um, again, life-threatening. It, also, it almost looked like MRSA. It was, it, without clearing that sulfur mechanism, he was not clear. He was, he was doomed. And so I call sulfur and the sulfur processing mechanism the king of kings of detoxification, of clearing mechanisms. If that is not working properly, we now know that it trumps methylation. Everybody's talking about methylation, but we've got to look at sulfur. Right. And there's a lot of people who are very sulfur sensitive, and, and a lot of people stop drinking because of that. Is that correct? Exactly, because the wines have added sulfites. Now, if you drink in, in Europe, excuse me, they don't add sulfites, but we're in our, you know, ever um, uh, uh, environmentally not friendly way, we add sulfites to our wine. Excuse me. (coughs) Okay, see, the sulfur's getting me just talking about it. I have sulfur (laughs) sensitivity. Oh, yeah, no, California wines I know took, uh, you know, our beautiful California coastal wines took a huge hit with uh, pesticides, and I think it was heavy metals. Yeah. Recently, there was a report on I that. I was that. like, "Yes, yeah, did. yeah." I had to stop drinking wine a long time ago because I, my entire, I feel like I'm on fire within instantly. My face turns bright red and my ears get hot, and I mean, like literally within a first sip. It's the crazy wow. thing. Wow, and you know, 
again, it's body talk. You know, it's it, it, if we can be an interpreter of our body, we can catch these early warning signs and say, whoa, I got to back off of this because the body just gave me a very clear message that what I just took into my body wasn't great for me. Oh, for sure. And, you know, uh, you know, just a, a tidbit, you know, uh, my kidneys and my liver have always been very sensitive. I have no warning or anything, and it just, bang, happens. And uh, I get really sick with massages, and, of course, masseuses never really understand. You know, when I tell them, I get really violently ill. And, um, I yeah, it's terrible. But uh, you, you've nailed me multiple times in this discussion, Terry. And wow. the craziest thing about it is, is, you know, my conventional physician, everything looks great. You know, my liver ends, everything looks great on paper. Right. I have no inflammation. I have no, they're like, you're doing great. You look great. I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. It's like any teeny tiny tip of the scale. And, you know, it becomes very problematic very quick for me. So yeah. that's what's so deceiving about, you know, blood work you know, or at least conventional medicine blood work. Of course, if you go in integrative medicine, um, you know, they can be much more detailed on things. But conventional medicine, you know, I look as healthy as can be. And I uh, I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Agree. I don't drink. I don't do right. all of these things to maintain the ship floating. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And what it, your body is telling me is you have a very shallow tipping point. And when you have that massage, that means that you're carrying toxins in your lymph. And your lymph have no place to take it to the kidney or the livers or your your stool to to uh, remove it, and so exactly. again you become that you become that retox instead of detox. I call it a retox. She is a definitely retox. that. I, she is Terry. She's one of those people who I'm like, oh, I need to go get a massage, and I haven't in I don't know a year. But when I say it, she's like, oh, I, I can't do that. I can't. Someone, you know, five minutes and or two minutes, and I'm done. She can't. She can't go for a massage. Yeah, so so you nailed her for sure. So she has a couple of times in here she's nailed me. And and <laughs> the, the sad part of it is, you know, with limited information and, you know, I love my physicians. They're wonderful. I, you know, I have four kids. I have a busy schedule. I, you know, I'm doing well in that perspective. But I can honestly tell you, Terry, in the back of my mind, I am always waiting for that shoe to fall. Do you know what I'm saying? When yes. I just, yes. it's just any little thing that comes out of that normal regimen you know i'm go 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 i mean dan will tell you you know i'm just constantly on the go for kids my own business the whole nine yards but i always have that and my first kidney failure was six years old so i was raised with that you know that potential shoe falling and you know it's always in the back of my head and if you go to your conventional physician and you ask them and you say you know this is my history and and you know they're like well everything looks good Liver looks good. Kidneys look good. You know, yeah, we know you have some scarring and, you know, that's problematic, whatever. But they're, you know, you look good. I'm like, okay. But you don't. Yeah, you're not helping me really. you're not. Shoe, shoe dropping. You're not. <laughs> I want to get the shoe dropping out of the back of my head, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I am just, I have to tell you, I am just thoroughly enjoying the resonation with 100% of my being. Uh oh, Dan will tell you that doesn't happen often because I am that whole uh, X-factor person. You know, that one person that you're talking about where the turmeric becomes problematic and the this becomes yes. problematic and the this becomes – I am that person. Mm-hmm. Always. So yes. I think there are more people walking around like me than people really care to admit. 
Oh, there are so, so many. And, and we, try, we think we're trying to do the right things by eating what we say, quote, end quote, healthy. But what our philosophy is there's no one healthy food for everyone. It's impossible because we're all bio-individuals. And if you try right. to paint everybody with the same brush, some people are going to look fine and some people are going to suffocate from the paint. Mm. I I just can't even uh, – and there was a study that came out, I'm sure you're, you know uh, of it, but uh, from Israel was about 18 months ago, was the very one of the very first – bio-individuality genetics with food. You know which one I'm talking yes. about? I haven't heard about the, that. Oh, I'll have to find it because I bring it up all the time. When I read it, I was like, that's amazing. And literally what they did was is they tested certain people's genetics with food. See, now this is something instinctively I've always known, uh, you know, since being a very young child because I was extremely altered by food. I mean, literally I had I would sit – at the table, because my mom was a huge fan of lima beans and Brussels sprouts, and I would sit at the table and refuse to oh eat them. And I yes, swear Brussels to you, I swear to you, there was something about, and we're talking small child, like seven, eight, nine yes. years old. Yes. And my dad would say, my parents would get in an argument, my dad would say, let her go to bed, let her go. And my mom would be like, because I had had my kidney failure at six, I'm sure my parents yes. were trying to do right by me. My mom was of like, course. she needs vitamins, she needs minerals. I mean, I weighed 28 pounds at six years old. Oh, I was like goodness. a walking skeleton. So I'm sure oh, my mom's you, intention was, you know, she needs, to, she needs good things, right? But I can tell you that I instinctively believe, I look back now, that I was like, mom, you don't get it. This makes me ill. And I couldn't, I couldn't like express that it was too little. But I, right. I'm like, oh. You know, well, I, what I know the body knows. so many people like that. The body huh? knows. And, and, and sulfur, I just had a client in here um, yesterday who's a type 2 diabetic who almost had to go to the hospital because when we took sulfur out of her plan and her body was healing and her, her hemoglobin A1C went from 7.8 to 6.2 in just a short time, which is incredible. But she decided she was doing better and started eating broccoli and ate it over days. And after the fourth day, she felt like she had the flu. She was so sick. And it was her body had hit a tipping point of the sulfur after having been healing away from the sulfur. And so I believe you, my dear, have a sulfur sensitivity because most people with kidney dysfunction have a sulfur sensitivity. And one way to know, again, body talk, if you eat asparagus and you can smell it coming out the, uh, in the urine, you have a sulfur sensitivity. I am... You ladies are just going to have to talk without me because I mean we've <laughs> been doing this moment. <laughs> you we've been doing this Terry for two years now over two years, and I will constantly shake my head and you know to myself with guests and be like, oh, not not for me. There is no way. There is no way. Mm-hmm. And I I wish that you had a bullhorn, my friend, <laughs> because I swear to you that I am not the only person like this. You know, and everybody's, you know, well, Dr. Wheel goes on these things. And, of course, you know, broccoli, kale, cabbage, spinach, these are all no, healthy bad, foods, bad, bad. power foods, power green no. foods. I'm like, those are freaking death foods for me. Death they are. foods they are. for me. They're death foods for me, too. I've got, I've got the double sulfur gene. And, you know, I was, oh I was trying to, early on, I would juice with arugula, and I would be on my way to work, and I would feel like I was on drugs. And I'm like, what oh is going God. on? I just tried to re- detox. And, again, I was retoxing. 
And you think it's so, I, so simple. Uh, you know, people, you just don't realize broccoli. You know, you just, right, people food. automatically assume that's an, a benign issue there with food, and it's not. And everybody's just bio-individual. It's very, very crazy. And I, we I are. have to giggle. Yeah. I have to giggle really quick because we all did the Terry um, sulfur test with asparagus. It was so much fun. We called it, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Operation Asparagus at our house. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Uh-huh. Dana, tell us what was uh, tell us what was Operation Asparagus. What what Operation did Terry have to do? Was, we were supposed to be smelling um, our urine after we all ate asparagus. It was lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it was it was gosh. great because everybody was like so. Can you smell? Can you smell? You know, we're asking it. You know, like I can. Can you? Can you? I can. You know, like it's just funny. <laughs> I love it. We did operation. Well, I, I, you know, I already know. For Terry. <laughs> I already know that I'm scheduling an appointment with Terry because she's the first person that has ever resonated. I mean, like my jaw. Literally, I'm sitting in a yoga position, uh, and <laughs> my jaw is literally on the floor. I'm like, just like, hey, does this woman know me? Like, she's talking about me. Like, she can see me or something. I mean. <laughs> But I I have to honestly admit, because I really, really want to jump into, um, because I, Terry, I could talk to you all day. I mean, I like, if if I was standing in front of you, you'd think I was a stalker because I would just follow you around. (laughs) But um, I really want to jump into the wildatarian because you talk about amyloids, and girl, I'm right there too because I have Epstein-Barr, and Epstein-Barr is what tipped my whole, whole, whole world upside down. So I need pick your brain as, as most as possible today in the show because, I like I said, I think there are so many people. It's not just me. It's not just me that have these problems and need to hear this information that does not get talked about. So let's jump into the wildatarian. Why do we need to eat like this, and what is the problem if we don't? Okay, so thank you for that. And, you know, the reason I came up with wildatarian lifestyle is that I had a client that had end-stage amyloidosis, which is a type of cancer, and in his case, amyloids had aggregated around his heart, and it was killing him, and two rounds of chemo had sent him into congestive heart and kidney failure. So when he came to see me, he had been given his last rites, and he walked in with oxygen and edema up to his hips. And in his case, because I'm a rabid researcher, again, a solution seeker, I'm like, what's going on with him? What is happening? Why is it happening? And was, I had that moment where I thought, oh, and I researched it, oh, my God, amyloids. Amyloids are found in our domesticated and commercially raised animal products. Amyloids feed amyloid-type structures in our body. And so amyloids, and we've now done the research, and it's all going to be in the Wildatarian book, which we're doing a seed launch in the next 45 days, and then we're going to go out broadly later this year. Uh, we've done the research that our domesticated and commercially raised animal products like uh, chicken, beef, pork, and turkey, and even pasture-fed contain these truncated-like protein fibrils, which are proteins that are indigestible. And, and as it relates to Hashimoto's, we now know that Epstein-Barr is found in 80% of the tissue of the thyroid if you have Hashimoto's. That's just a clinical truth. So if, if, if people were to be biopsied in their thyroid, if you have Hashimoto's, you have an 80% chance of having the Epstein-Barr virus. And we know that viruses feed on protein. 
And so as we eat this commercially raised animal product, it's feeding, it's making the, the Epstein-Barr fat and happy. And we also know that viruses, of which the Epstein-Barr, we call it the puppet master because it sends people down so many rabbit holes and gives them really idiopathic conditions because it has so many faces, but big time in, in Hashimoto's, is that it's a vi- it's a virus, viruses are a protein core wrapped in a lipid layer. So if you have fat and protein malabsorption, you're really in trouble because you're never going to scrub through that lipid layer to try to break through into that virus, even if you're on an antiviral protocol, especially if you're feeding yourself a lot of fat. And it's indigestible. So what we have found, and I've developed a proprietary methodology, I'm actually coming out with my own supplement line that I've formulated my own antiviral. It's coming out in 16 weeks. Um, to work through the fat, the protein, and so forth for all kinds of individuals, whether you have a phase one or whether you have sulfur or whether you have the COMT, because I did it in such a way, I formulated it in such a way that it doesn't hit any of those major gene expressions that I feel are so important in our, our health balance or, or imbalance. And so by developing this protocol, We've been able to resolve multiple times Hashimoto's where TPOs come down to normal. And I'm still in awe of our clients that come in and they've not been able to lose one pound and they're 20 pounds down and their TPOs are 10 rather than 5,000. And their body temperature is back to normal and their brain is no longer foggy. And so this wildatarian approach of eating is bio-individual. And our book contains four types of wildatarians. And based on the quiz you will take, that will lead you to establish what kind of wildatarian you are. You're either going to be your basic wildatarian, meaning you can do fat and sulfur. You're going to be your low-sulfur wildatarian, your low-fat wildatarian, or your low-fat and your low-sulfur wildatarian. Because I think that protein, fat, and sulfur, I call them the big three. And why is protein such a big deal? Well, not only are these amyloids kicking our butt, but then we also have the glyphosates, which are contained in gluten, which is a known poison, which leaks our gut. We know that they open up the tight junctions of our gut. And guess what? If you have the sulfur gene, the glyphosates turn off your sulfur processing mechanisms. So you're double in trouble. And so we are what I now believe is a protein malabsorbed society because of the way we grow our animals and because of the way we grow our crops, and particularly gluten. And so by adopting this wildatarian uh, approach, which also contains low mycotoxins. So we also know that the mycotoxins of strep and candida contain amyloids. Anything that contains an amyloid is going to feed the Epstein-Barr. Anything that feeds the Epstein-Barr is going to feed the Hashimoto's. So that pea protein that you're taking in every day, if you have mold, if you have toenail fungus, if you have um, any kind of eczema, you shouldn't be eating pea protein because that pea protein, I call them fire starters, and they're tripping the, the, the bacterial pathogen in your gut, which is further exacerbating the amyloid, which is feeding the Epstein-Barr, and it's further leaking your gut. So this, this lifestyle and approach to eating, we've had truly, and I'm so humbled, that we have a truly unprecedented success with Hashimoto's, with undifferentiated connective tissue disorder, with ankylospondylosis, with cancer, with diabetes. It's insane. It's really, it's really I think we're really onto something. And I say that in I, I hear you. You I are onto like something. I'm coming to move in with you, Terry. I'm just warning you. <laughs> <laughs> you can adopt me as one of your children. I mean, I'm almost 50, but, you know, I'm just coming to move in. You did want to adopt me, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. 
I can't tell you, like, I am just baited on oh. every word. And Dana will tell you that doesn't happen often with, it doesn't, I don't think it has ever happened no. with me. No, a few where things. I'm baited on here and every there. word you are saying. Like, I'm you sitting know, here if, smiling, if were, Harry, with this, like, if it were a casino, smile it would be on going, my face. Ding, 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 ding. It, <laughs> I, I unbelievable. I want you. to study what you are saying. I, and I am like a research nut because so many things don't appeal. They don't fit with me. Right. Dana calls me opposite woman. It's a joke <laughs> in my family. It's been a joke oh, no. since I was a kid. So yeah. what everything no, you are saying, it's like it, literally you could put a definition underneath my picture. Wow. I'm a poster child for everything you are saying. From birth, this didn't just happen recently. No, it didn't. it didn't. You had you probably in utero had some strep, which tripped the antibodies. We now know that strep will just regulate insulin because it strep, and we've proven this clinically, wraps around itself around the DNA. You don't have to have, have, to have active, active strep to have a strep antibody. Again, another fire starter, which is fed by green beans and green peas and mushrooms. And so if people are doing a lot of mataki mushrooms to raise their immune system and they have any kind of bacterial pathogen, not a good idea. And again, oh, my gosh. These, yes. I've developed a protocol. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I feel I am just, I'm in awe. I'll quit saying it because I'm annoying myself, but it's, it's just, I, I spent my entire childhood on antibiotics for strep oh boy. and tonsillitis. I, can, I mean, I oh honestly, I just can't even believe the whole thing, to be honest. It just, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and that's one why of the, our practice is very busy. <laughs> I, I, can you squeeze me in? Because I'm coming your way, uh, honestly. Oh, sure. I have been managed. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I could take care of myself and feed myself, yes. you know, uh, and I, I can never imagine what my mom went through, you know, almost losing your child when I, mean, I was on peritoneal dialysis for three months. Wow. And, you know, at six years old, I can't imagine what my mother went through. And I know that it was all very well intended to, to, to try and make me eat. But of when course. I started to feel better mentally and, and physically and everything was when I was able to really tune in to what was like, okay, that food's not for me. And, okay, that makes right. me go. And that one's no, that one's a big no. And, you know, it was a, a, a healing journey. But it's management. I have never healed I am managing. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and you know, this is we are a very much an education-based practice because my goal is to graduate every one of my clients. We ring a bell when we graduate everyone. And, and you know, I, we get very, very complex cases, but we, we have a lot of one and done. So we did it and, you know, you did it our initial visit, you come back, everything's resolved, you're one and done, baby. And that's my goal because we teach you to listen and we also take away the static. Or we give you the tools to take away the static that, that confuses you. Well, is it really this or is it really that? Well, sure, and because so, so many people, I'll have to tell you, I do coconut oil. One of my biggest things is was antiviral. And, you know, I put it in my coffee every morning. And, of course, which would be great if it was just antiviral. But then you mentioned the liver issue yes. and the conversion of fat. So it's good for me yep. in one respect, but it's bad for me in another. So when right. you... And, do you yes. know what I'm saying? So when you can't, you really, no matter how smart you are, you can't manage all of those factors by yourself. 
No, you can't. And one of the things that we do is that I really respect what I, what I have coined the body's hierarchy of needs. And the way we know that is I've developed, a, again, my own way of uh, applied kinesiology, which goes very deep into the system, not just your traditional applied kinesiology methodology, but it goes to organ systems, it goes to lymph, it goes to DNA. It really is very, very deep. And so I asked the specific organ systems, which is what I call ground zero, and now we know that there are inflammasomes in the body that have areas of inflammation. I just wrote an article about it. I called it Cells on Fire. I just put it on Facebook um, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Really great article, a lot of science behind it. But, you know, I had this one young child that had uh, developed ulcerative colitis, and we discerned that it was an antibiotic-induced ulcerative colitis from, guess what, a sulfur antibiotic. And so her, her gut was completely in dysbiosis, yet her body needed steak and potato, which is a resistant starch, and that was the body's hierarchy of needs, even though there was dysbiosis in the body. And we were able to heal her gut. Now, in this case, it was bison steak because that was, it was wildatarian, but it healed, and so we listened to the body. And if, you're, if your need is for coconut oil is greater than your lack of need for the fat, then your body will tell us, and it will do fine. I have a feeling it's not because when you get massage, you retox, meaning you've got a lot of fat floating in that interstitial fluid or in your in your lymphatic system that's not moving. Well, and I have to tell you, as it applies with Hashimoto's, uh, my antibodies have never budged, no matter what I do. Wow. And what's really interesting is recently, um, you know, because I was on 90 um, of Armour, and we've dropped it all the way down to 30 because I was becoming so hyper, but right. it was taking some time, you know what I mean? And, but yes. it helped me function. I, I never regret... Because I was just, I was borderline, I know that I was ready to crash. And so, uh, the, you know, finding out that I was Hashimoto, and, and of course I was Hashimoto's three years before my thyroid actually fell in a treatable range. Yes. So it was a wait and see. So they put me on armor, but as the, as the virus was tapering back, and this, this was like a four or five year period. It wasn't like I had, you know how they say Epstein-Barr has a flare for, for three or four months. We're talking right. four or five years. Yes. And the, so the armor made me functional. It helped me continue, you know, being a mom with my kids. And, you know, um, but now my body is like, what? you know, you have got to get this out of your system quickly because we're in trouble. I mean, I wasn't having palpitations or anything that was really um, statistically defined as hyper. Right. But my body felt like I was going to implode well and also gained 30 pounds i gained 30 pounds in a period of four months and i i my eating regimen danica tell you is pretty strict like eating for me because i've been a type 2 diabetic since 19 and i'm food controlled like i have this ridiculous relationship with food wow so type 2 diabetes my dear that's your strep the strep will just 30 pounds yeah so the 30 pounds are a function of of an insulin, you, you know, more insulin and sensitivity, and the fact that your body is now so fat malabsorbed that it can't process the hormones. And, and what is insulin? It's called the fat storage hormone. Exactly. So they, they all ping each other. And my other. endocrinologist told me, because I'm, having signif- I'm, I'm losing my vision, and my endocrinologist told me we can't taper back on your, because I have thyroid eye disease. With Hashimoto's, wow. yeah, go figure. Yeah, just it, it okay, couldn't so be more opposite. Disease, so, so, so thyroiditis disease again is is a collagen matrix structure issue. We've taken people with glaucoma with um, 
you know, eye pressure of 27 and dropped it down to 17 in, you know, less than six weeks. And literally the doctors are saying glaucoma, the, 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 the scar tissue is literally breaking down before their eyes. And it was sulfur in this case, um, sulfur and fat and protein and strep for this woman who was 67 years old. Um, so there's so much going, there's so much that the body does every day, but if we give it even a little bit of the wrong thing, and I say that our bodies are a symphony, and we can do everything right, and if we do that one thing that's wrong, that one instrument that's out of tune, the whole sound is off. Right. And so we really have to know what every instrument is doing and how it's playing and when it's playing. <laughs> when is it turn to play? If we don't, it's not, it's not a pretty concert. The body is an orchestra. I love that. Yes. You've said a couple, the hierarchy of mean, you've said a couple things that were just, you know, um, and I, I really think there's more people, you know, I keep saying that. Like you said, you're, you're a busy, busy practice. I imagine your, you know, your clients are, are highly singing your praises. And I think there's more people out there that are just like that and they're following a certain protocol or a certain this or a certain that that is making them, you know, significantly more ill, you know. Yes. And they say, well, this, is, this person is really smart and this is a really good thing and, you know, and yet they can't listen to the body's own signaling that's like this, is not, this isn't flying, you know, this isn't going right. well. <sighs> so, Okay. So wildatarian, what are what are we talking about? Because that is something that's doable for everybody, correct, Terry? That that is something so that doable. anybody listening to this radio program can do. You can be wild at any time, at any age, at any stage. And the wild I've been wild since birth. <laughs> so the wildatarian is I'm a wildatarian, and I, since I turned wildatarian, I've got better muscle structure. I mean, I'm I'm a fit individual. But I'm much fitter. I'm in my mid-50s, and I've got more muscle tone than I had in my mid-40s. My brain is so clear. I feel my, my insulin is, is very regulated, and I'm a, I'm a cortisol girl because I push so much cortisol to feed the brain you know, function that I uh, operate at a, you know, every day for 12 to 15 hours a day. Right, so, right. So the, so the wildatarian approach to eating is really truly eating as nature intended. And so what we have discerned is, the wildatarian meats, as I defined as, and again, whether you're a low-fat or high-fat wildatarian, but if you're a low-fat wildatarian of bison and venison and elk and the fish of snapper and um, um, orange ruffy and halibut, which are lower fat, are going to be great for you. And then you're going to be a low myo- mycotoxin and you're going to take wildatarian grains because gluten-free is not the answer. Gluten-free is making us diabetic because all these gluten-free products substitute wheat. They substitute corn and tapioca and potato starch and sorghum. Oh, thank you. And tea protein <laughs> for our grain. And so we have to be wildatarian and, again, bioindividualized. If you're high oxalate, quinoa is not going to be your friend, nor is oat. Okay, but brown rice might be your friend. Or wild rice might be your friend unless you have a high grass pollen issue. And then during grass pollen season, you're going to eat counter seasonally. You don't eat that wild rice. You stay away. Um, I teach people how to eat counter seasonally. And we're coming out, again, that wildatarian program has webinars, and it talks about Terry's top allergens, how to eat counter seasonally, understanding your bioindividuality, understanding the top three, my big three, protein, sulfur, and fat, 
And so we have to look at what we are. So the wildatarian approach takes you through your individual journey based on what I feel are the big tripping mechanisms that if we can get those under control, we can get most anything under control. We think that disease is just an end state of an imbalance, and it just manifests in your weak point in the body. Because we can have people with the same genes and the same tripping mechanisms, but where was that weak point? In your case, it's your kidney. In somebody else's case, it might be their thyroid. In somebody else's adrenal case, gland. it might be their adrenal glands, of course. Or adrenal glands, um, right. You know, and, and I have this one person who was part of the thyroid secret. I was lucky enough to be, you know, asked to participate in the thyroid secret, Isabella Wentz's, you know, groundbreaking documentary series. And one of my clients who didn't make the initial, she's on the extended version, she was and became an NIH, the National Institute of Health experiment after nine years of failed attempts of everything. Did she have Hashimoto's? Did she have a, a differentiated connective tissue disorder? Was it symptomatic Cushing's? And what we found was it was the Epstein bar that was lodged in her hypothalamus, creating almost like adenoma-like structures in her pituitary, sending all her entire endocrine system down completely different crazy holes. And I can tell you that she's now, when we figured it out, and she became a low sulfur because she had sulfur, low-fat wildetarian, she's getting married in three weeks, and I'm the guest of honor at her wedding. She's completely oh resolved. Oh, my God. That is. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. If you have the thyroid seeker, Brittany Brown is a young lady, and her story will bring you to tears and to your knees for what she went through. Almost died several times as well. Maybe I'm kind of teary. Maybe we need to take a Kleenex break. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that a couple times in this show. (laughs) Wow. The one, the one that made me weep with resonance. I just <laughs> truly, I, I know, honestly, so I'm speechless. We're so silly, Terry, but I'm sitting here. I'm, I was just gonna say, I'm sitting here as you're talking, and I'm like, you say something, I'm like, oh, Tiffany's gonna, and then oh, Tiffany, and then I'm just the whole time, so I'm just smiling with this stupid smile on my face, like this, this is <laughs> Tiffany's show. Wow, I haven't said much because I know she's. She's all into this. This is this is what she's been saying and trying to help people with. She just didn't put it all together in the Terry way. In the Aww. Terry way. I speak Terry's language. I just well, you know, you know when so when you're in the midst of managing, it becomes yes. difficult to explain and you're like yeah. no no and no, no you, you just don't it. understand. You know, exactly. And one of my really good friends said, "Terry, I love it because Wildetarian has your name in it." <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> Okay, so I want to ask you a quick question. This yes. is this is we're adults, right? We can listen to our body better. We can we can you know, manage better. I feel sorry for myself as a child. So, Terry, going back with children, manifestations yes. of many of these problems, uh behavioral issues. I mean, yes. what so if you have, Absolutely. you know, if you have women that are also weeping with us, right, and they've got children yes. that are born to their same genetics, yes. What what happens to these kids when okay, they so eat one of the, the way things, Americans yes. are eating? Okay, well, we have to see, stop eating the way Americans are eating. That's like the first rule of of, of health uh, evolution. Have to stop oh, it of course. right now, this minute. 
And what I do say is we do not have to be an expression of our genes. Genes are just potential. They're not a destiny. And so if we understand, and I, I want, and I, you know, in, in my spare time, which is going to be in 100 years, I think that any child that is vaccinated should first have their DNA scanned. Oh, because my God, I agree. Anybody, I've been saying that forever. Know, yes. <laughs> 80% of children, 80% of children with autism have three major gene polymorphisms, impaired methylation, impaired sulfur, sulfur processing issues, and the cytochrome P450 down-regulated down genes. So that's one thing. The second thing is if, you're, if, you are, if you are delivering your child and it's a C-section, please swab them with your placenta and everything that is in your vaginal area because it's going to confer and impart immunity to them, and especially in the gut biome. Um, the second thing is do not, please do not do soy and pea protein as, as any kind of uh, milk supplementation because those are fire starters and they're mycotoxins and they will dysregulate the gut biome, which is so integral to the health of the rest of the body. The, second, the third thing is every, every person in the United States that is not on a really well-informed plan eats 170 pounds of sugar for, per year in, in the wrongest, in the worst form. We now know that sugar has more mental activity than cocaine in the body. Not, not pure cane sugar, but, you know, the high fructose corn syrup or these other fake sugars. And now, you know, they're, gotten, they're getting so smart that they can just call it sugar, and it's really corn syrup. So we have to be really careful, and we have to read our food labels. We have to listen to our children. We can't be so quick to drug our kids. We have 4% of the world's population and 70% of the world's ADHD medication used. That's, oh there's God. something very wrong with that. A lot of these kids that are, quote, unquote, ADHD are really hypoglycemic. I just had a client who runs... A, a, a teaching center for, you know, SATs and PSATs and all these college prep courses, her son, they were told, was ADHD. No, he wasn't. He was hypoglycemic because he had the strep antibody, which was dysregulating his insulin. In four weeks, this child, she came back into me. She's like, Terry, he's himself again. He can think. He's focused. He's not ADHD. And so we're very quick to label. And that's another thing that really is one of my pet peeves. Stop labeling these children because it carries a vibrational resonance. If you're told you're not going to learn, if you're told you're hyperactive, if you're told you're lazy, that's what you become. So stop the labeling. If there, I, what I like to say is that there's an imbalance, and I'm dancing with this imbalance. I'm going to leave it on the dance floor. As soon as I learn my steps out, my cha-cha out, I'm leaving it on the dance floor. <laughs> so, oh, my so, gosh. So no labeling. It's really destructive to these children. And we have to teach our children to be leaders and not followers. And my children are now 22 and 19, and they always beat to their own drum. And it didn't They kids were eating pizza and candy and whatever, and then my kids were eating berries, and they were bringing in their own stuff. And guess what? When my son graduated from college, uh, high school, he's graduating this year, actually in May from college now, because his meals were so good that I made him every day for lunch, he asked me to have a cooking demonstration for his graduating class so I could teach them how to eat oh, when they went cool. to because No, that is day. so amazing. I don't even know what to say to that. And I, I'm crying. You know, and these kids, these kids <laughs> who are now graduating. Don't get me started, Dana. No, seriously. 
They were sending me pictures. Terry, we made your black beans. Terry, we made your avocado mango cilantro salad. Go, Terry. You know, it was just, that is, that to me is the biggest gift back. That you've made an imprint on these kids. It, it is a gift and a lesson and, and a teaching. So people can make informed decisions from a place of knowledge and power rather than from a place of fear and paralysis. <sighs> I'm I'm just I I don't even honestly don't know what to say. You know I'm I'm my four kids. I'm militant. I had a mom ask me yesterday. My three girls are dancers, and of course there's sugar always flying around. I'm fortunate mm-hmm. that they're homeschooled because okay. you know they don't get exposed to all of the birthday parties and this and that. But at the dance studio, you know they bring in my son at baseball last night. You know somebody's mm-hmm. birthday, they brought pizza and and cupcakes, and um, I. One of the moms at the dance studio asked me. She said, "All three of your girls turned down the t- the cupcakes. My eight year old, my eleven year old, mm-hmm. and the thirteen year old." And she says she started laughing and she said, "What do you do to them?" And I said, "I taught them. You know, I would let them eat the cupcake here and there, and then right. say, you know, when they started to become combatant with each other and you know emotional and this and that, I'd say, how how's the cupcake working for you right now?" Right. Exactly. I did that from when they were little because I was Good that for kid. You. And I never, you know, it was always just like, but the cupcake is pretty and it's got purple frosting and it's got a mermaid on the top, you know. <laughs> and, it's, and I ate it. My mom, you know, I'm sure, you know, for good reason and it wasn't bad or anything. But, you know, I taught my kids to plug in that That's how wonderful. you feel right now. And they see it so clearly that, you know, their their behavior and their inability to think and control themselves and this and that to, to what they've eaten. And if yes, there's nothing absolutely. else that I ever do for them, that is my one gift. If nothing else, I may not be able to explain it or whatever, but that is what you just fueled yourself with is, is yeah, that I, equation I, I, of how you feel right now. That is wonderful, and what a gift you've given them. And I always told my kids, and I have, I'm so blessed. I have an incredible relationship with these two young adults, very open. Um, we are just, just, we love and respect each other mutually. And I say it's a, it's a short-term investment and a long-term payoff. So my goal as a mom was when, by the time they graduated from high school, that they were self-sufficient, self-aware. They had a self, sense of self and worth, not ego, but worth and self, and always then it, with that giving back in community. Then I did my job, and the payoff, I think, is already paying off with my kids. I couldn't be prouder of them, who they are as humans, not what they've accomplished, but who they are as human beings. That is such an accomplishment, and I can't even begin to tell you how wonderful it must have felt when your son came home and said, will you do a cooking demonstration so we can learn how to do this, so we can take it off to college? Your son. Yes. Not yes. your daughter, your son right. came into you. Right, and said that's that. huge, right, Dana? <laughs> that is amazing. When the boy says it, <laughs> it's, I mean, that is a, how did that go down? I mean, did you video any of it? I just can't even imagine I did, how, and I how cool. It. It, was, it, was, it was, you know, standing room only. And honestly, these kids were so, and I said, you know, you have five, all oh, you need are five things in a can opener, kiddos, and you're on your way. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. You know, that, really, that is really a program fun. in and of itself, literally, it for kids to, to, yeah. to plug in, 
that what they just ate with, you know, them being tired or, or scoring poorly on a test or inability to think or being angry, you know, I being angry, you being, being you know, moody or combative or whatever, you know. I had this one child, his name is Wesley. He was a fifth grader reading at a third grade reading level. The boy was brilliant. He was frustrated. He had daily migraines. He definitely had estrogen dominance looking at his physiology. In six months, he increased six grades of reading level. Oh, my God. He had stress. He had sulfur. He had estrogen. And when his mom said, Wes, you can go back to the old eating way, he's like, no way. (laughs) No way. I just think people are so confused, Terry. I mean, there's so they much are. information out there. And so they're going from one thing to the next and yeah. you know, nothing is ever changing much and you know what I'm saying? It is it's disheartening. It's sort of I liken it to an Easter egg hunt and it's a it's a race to how many eggs you can put in your basket. And then at the end of the day, the eggs are all colorful and you almost go cross-eyed with all the colors. You got to figure out which one egg resonates with you. Pick that one egg. Examine it. Does it work for you? How does it make you feel? How are you feeling over time with it? If it's not, put it back in the basket. Pick another egg. But we'll give you the educational tools not to pick blindly. Oh, I I love it. So, Terry, let's jump right in for (laughs) for the listeners. What what does Terry have available to people when it's for all the people out there like me that are just like jaw on the ground? I need more (laughs) of this woman. What is available to them? Consultations? Yeah, uh, what, so do you, what do you have going on? The book, when is it coming out? Just all okay, things so Terry right we're now. Doing, we're doing, yeah, so while the tearing, we're going to do a seed launch in the next 30 to 60 days, and we're going to we're going to pick 500 emails, and then we'll pick a sampling of those 500, the first 500. So you can come to my uh, office at terrycochran.com for those listening if you want to be part of the seed launch for the Wild Ethereum program. Uh, email us there. And we will handpick, uh, you know, a diverse sampling. Uh, we have a very, very active practice. We have a three-month waiting list. Um, we see people from all over the globe. But if you are interested, you just go to my um, website, terrycochran.com, T-E-R-I, Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E.com. And um, you will um, can make uh, an appointment inquiry. Um, in terms of other things, I'm going to be speaking on a lot of su- in a lot of summits. Um, I, I may be doing a summit that, wrap, that is wrapped around me um, uh, early next year. I've been approached, so so I can get the word out broadly. We are there. We will be. We're there. We will be <laughs> shouting from the rooftops for you, with you. And if you have some kind of you mentorship or some kind of some kind of um, you know program where Tiff can, Tiffany can be out there, um, you know, speaking <laughs> this with you. She's well, you totally know, in. To, I'm serious. You, I'm you know, in. My, my goal for 2018 is I'm developing developing a practitioner program. So I'm I can, in. There you go. You can broadly. count me in right now, because what <laughs> you are saying is since childhood, 100% resonation, and it has wow. to be heard. People don't, they're not saying this, and it has to be heard. People have to hear this to heal. I, I really believe that. I can it hear took you. My children, it took my children to be really, really sick. You know, I would have never been here had my children not, you know, in an, in an essence sacrificed themselves on some level for a greater good. 
Wow. But now they're great. Wow. Ladies, I don't know what to say. I, I, I want to say thank you, <laughs> but I don't feel like that's enough. I just, I have never said, oh, my God, so many times in an hour. <laughs> no. Oh, you should no. see my, my Facebook chat, Terry. There's both from the both of us. We're both going, oh, my God, back and forth. That's all it says. <laughs> Well, I hope I hope that a lot of people tune into this because there's a greater truth that needs to be told. I've just said yes to being a vessel for sharing that truth. Um, so I'm just doing it for a greater purpose too. It's not about me. It's not about you know me becoming whatever, fill in the blank. It's about me sharing a greater truth that needs to be heard. Okay, hmm. Terry for president. Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritional <laughs> president, yes, <laughs> nutritional president. There you go. That's Behavioral so healing. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> this well, has I'm been just going to dive fabulous. into your site at this point. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, thank you so Terry, much for having me. It's been a great pleasure, truly, and an honor. Uh, well, we thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and Godspeed. Yes. Absolutely. Have a great day. Amen to that. Thank you. You too, ladies. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Take care. Take care. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. I know, I know. <sighs> I, I can't even say it. I, I can't even say it, honestly. I can't tell you. And I'm going to cry, so I'm not going to say it. I was crying. I had to, can you hear my nose? I was crying. I had to turn off my microphone for like five minutes. I just, I can't. Wow. It was fantastic. So glad to have her on the show and uh, to have connected with her. Absolutely. For for bringing her on. Uh, Mm. That is, oh, there's so many people that need to hear that. Yes. As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. And if you get a chance and you enjoy our shows, we would love a little um, review on iTunes. So check that out and leave us a comment, please. Please, 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 please. And, of course, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can very easily download anytime. Listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all kinds of stuff. Got to say it again, but you can find all things Terry Cochran at terrycochran.com. T E R I C O C H R A N E.com. Check it out. She is a wealth of knowledge, does not cover it. That's no. Just, she's a beacon. No. Yeah, she <laughs> a is a beacon. I love that. That's great. <laughs> we're going to tell her, we're going to call her Beacon Terry. I love it. Um, <laughs> And also be on the lookout and check out her website for Wildatarian uh, Eating as Nature Intended, her newest, latest, greatest book. So check that out. Oh, exciting. Yes, and I, I, um, yeah, I need to contact her about yes. that book. Yep. Yeah. Me too. We're all going to. And again, a big thank you to our new and great sponsor, the um, Natural Remedy Store. We are thrilled to have them uh, as part of our team. And uh, also go online and uh, check out their website, naturalremedystore.com, to order your catalog, which is full of wonderful, wonderful, great products in there that can help you um, support yourself on your thyroid and health healing journey. 
Um, mm. My favorite personal right now is this um, liver supplement. I'm calling it my liver support. And she mentioned asparagus, which it does have uh, asparagus in there. So check that out. It's pretty wonderful. And Celia is just an amazing spirit. And ah. just a, a wonderful, loving, healing energy. She is a, an amazing woman all on her own. <laughs> So Isn't thank she? You, and Celia. I, I actually, I, I never do this. And I asked, asked for some um, Celia butterfly love yesterday because I was feeling down, and I just needed her to send out some good vibes, and she did. She's just one of those people. Oh, she's just so. full of love. She is just full mm. of love and light, and and very a very unique woman. You know, yes, just she full is. of love. You hardly yeah. see that, but it was. She is an amazing. So thank you very much, Celia. <clears throat> I'm looking course, forward to meeting you sure. in Wyo this summer. Um, they're coming to Colorado, so I'm excited to see them. Okay, yes, oh, be sure. Oh, that's awesome. I know, I can't wait. Secret, huh? You, you don't get to meet her. <laughs> Just I know, right? I need to move to Colorado. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> the trees and the water and the, oh, just, I, know. I don't know. <laughs> of course, please be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Lots of goodies there for you to check out. Uh, just wonderful healing, supportive uh, skin care and other things. Yeah. Please. We, we created it with love and light, so please check them out. And also um, one of our bestsellers, Brain Awake. Um, we also have the sister product for that coming out, Brain Chill. And uh, another great product that we have that's one of our bestsellers, Call Me Pretty. And, of course, the names are lots of fun, so you got to go online and at least check them out. Um, we have a, a website for that called store.thyroidnation.com for all the wonderful goodies. You can check them out there. Make sure to follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com and Facebook and everywhere else. We're on all social media platforms. And be sure and check out our Hoshies and Graves uh, Facebook support group. Lots of information there, upcoming guests, uh, previous guests archives, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, if you're, if you're want, wanting to uh, look at the psychological and emotional um, root causes of your issues, Alada and I have uh, developed some programs on thyroidhealing.yoga. Please check that out as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Dana and I most importantly always want to remind you that was just a fluid concept throughout this entire show to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation by you, not someone else, by you. Make sure to always listen to that fabulous diagnostician that is unique to you and be mindful of what it is telling you. It's pretty smart, and it does talk. You just got to listen. Oh, yeah. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Gringatika. And Tiffany Mladenich bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye.